following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. This week we hear from Beach head coach Kit Brown, as well as tournament MVP Andrew Page, Gallatin head coach Greta Parker, and Portland coach John Ferguson following their team's district tournament championship victories. This is Full Court Press with Zach Womble covering high school sports all across Sumner County. Now lace up the shoes, it's tournament time. Let's get into that Full Court Press. Here's your host, Zach Womble. Thanks, JP. When you see the hoop, you know what time it is. Welcome into another edition of the Full Court Press Podcast. I, of course, am your host, Zach Womble. And in this episode, we have so much to dive into. But first, as always, if you have not already, please like, subscribe, and rate the podcast wherever you may be listening. In fact, if you're already subscribed, we appreciate that. But I'm asking you to do me a favor. I want you to unsubscribe and then resubscribe. It helps me out in the algorithms. How? I have no idea. But if you would, please just do me that small favor. just want to say thank you to the fans who tune in each and every week listening. We're at 536 all-time downloads with the podcast, including 112 in February. So thank you, thank you, thank you. You, of course, can follow me on Twitter at ZachWombleMSP. You can follow the show on Twitter at FCP underscore MSP. Go ahead and turn on those notifications so you never miss an episode. Let's tip things off this week talking about the Gallatin girls basketball team. They won their first district tournament title since 1999 on Monday when the Lady Wave defeated the previously unbeaten Bucks in league play 62-58. to The Bucks were the top seed heading into the tournament and looked poised to be everyone's favorite to come out of that tournament as the number one seed. And as cited in my story that you can check out on MainStreetPreps.com, Greta only needed her team, her coaches, and her managers to believe. In fact, let's hear from Parker now following their thrilling victory. Congrats. You know, I mean, uh, I don't know if I don't know if many people uh, gave you a chance in tonight's game. Um, so to accomplish that with this group, the way that you did, your thoughts? Uh, Twenty. 28 people in the gym thought that we were going to do it, and that's uh, us, our managers, players, and coaches. Um, And I didn't care about anybody else. It was the only ones that needed to know that we were going to win, and they played to win. You you mentioned yesterday or Saturday that um, when the girls came in, there was a different vibe. It was a different attitude. They decided they were going to win when they came. Was that the same attitude vibe that you got today? Same exact thing. same exact thing. I, I noticed that today they were a little bit more loose, which I, I wanted them to be a little bit more loose. But uh, when they were in there warming up, when they were in there doing their stretches, when they it, it, they were here for a reason. It, we call it a business trip. And uh, I told them, I said, as soon as you walk into station camp, we're on a business trip. Come in here and handle business. And that's what they got. So. The girls celebrated, but the the thing that that, uh, that stood out to most was I got to finish my TikTok. It's kind of funny how priorities are, aren't they? Yeah, um, you know what? Let them finish the TikTok. They deserve the TikTok. Um, we're, I'm hard on them. I'm hard on them. And um, me and Coach Landers are very – he was the uh, nurturer and the the good, kind soul and the encourager, and I was the one who always put a foot up their butt. So losing that part of our duo, I had to figure out how to be both. And um, – They'd get mad. They'd get frustrated. They're girls. They're emotional. But I like I just told them all, all of those down the backs, all of those 
you know, yelling in your face, all that stuff that makes them hate me or not like me or want to quit or whatever, all that goes away when the buzzer goes off more points than them. And, you know, they get to say here we're District, district 10A champs. I mean, that's huge. So, yeah. yeah. For the first time since 1999, uh, and I'll get into the game here in a minute, but uh, I, know, I, I really am not trying to tug on your heartstrings here, but it was important, obviously, to hand that district tournament plaque to Mrs. Landers. Can, I mean, that moment for you and that team, what was it like? That wasn't for us. That was for her. Uh, he said, we said, all summer, and this was before we knew we were going to have another girl tour, another uh, same ACL, and Shalifi's not 100%, and Maggie has been playing on an ankle and a half, like just and sickness and just all the stuff that everybody else is dealing with. But he said, we should win this district. We can win this district. And I said, yeah, coach, we can. Well, all, everything's got to fall in place. Everything's got to fall in place. And we're going to have to work hard. We're going to have to be disciplined. And, this, and Beach is good. I mean, Station Camp's good. Andersonville's good. We're good. And that's a tough that's a tough district to play in where you have four teams that in, at any night can beat anybody. And um, so for, this was for him, and I just wanted her to have that because she, I know he goes home and talks about it. And this is what he wanted. He, he said we should we should win the district, and we've had ups and downs. And of course, with everything with Slanders, just the girls mentally checked out, you know, for weeks. If I'm being honest, and you have to ring them back in, and you know, we got a lot of girls that took everything really hard. But um, that's hers, just as much as it. I wish I could get like a carbon copy and give it to her. Yeah, something you'll hold on to for the rest of your life, obviously. Um, Gosh, where do you start with this game? Let's start in the fourth quarter. Uh, Brie Ellis, as good as, as anyone, you hold her to only one one free throw in that quarter. What was I mean? What was working defensively? Was it just the intensity, the want to? I mean, just kind of walk me through that frame. We set up our game plan, and our game plan was Maggie, uh, who's our most annoying defender. She's not our best defender. She's our most annoying defender. She's determined. She's gritty. Um, and I knew I could trust her to play her and shut her down, change her whole momentum. She was not getting anything easy. She didn't. I don't know how many points she had, but my guess, my, I said if we can hold Bree 20 or under, we can win the game, and that was the game changer. And then also Cam Radley came in because Maggie was dog tired. And Cam came in and played amazing, and she did a great job and, and also gave us some buckets, which is huge because I told her, I said, I just need you to come in and play good defense. Don't turn the ball over. Play defense and smell her bubble gum. That's what I always say. And she showed up too, and, and that's exactly what you have to have. You've got to put your pieces of the puzzle together and everybody play hard and just, you know, whatever happens, happens. And it came out for advantage. You know, it's, it's really hard to single out just one player from tonight. I think he had like four or five maybe in double figures. I know that Sanai walked away with tournament MVP, and uh, Anaya was big, Maggie was big. I mean, there was, you, you could just go on and on. So as a team effort, that's probably got to make this victory even sweeter, right? The best part about it is, you know, we've talked about it um, as coaches, and Coach Landers and I used to talk about it in his office, that we've got four people every game, sometimes five, that could get into the 8 to 12 point range. That's hard to beat, yeah. um, and that's exactly what happened tonight. Because it's hard to guard a team like that. I don't know who to who to focus on. In the last couple of games, they've been shutting Maggie down. But you know, tonight everybody shows up, and that's hard to beat. So yeah, that was a huge blessing. I'll let you go after this. And as big as your defensive performance on Bree was, I felt like controlling Riley the way that you did. You fouled her out. I mean, she didn't get anything. She's one of the best bigs in the in the county, so your low post was, was just as – I mean, everybody from top to bottom tonight 
she was on that. That was she was the other scout. Riley was a front. Riley was uh, body up. We're, she's rough. She's she plays dirty, and, and I like that. I appreciate that. But we had to play dirtier, and we talked about that. Like she's gonna push you. She's gonna hold you. She's gonna slap you. You just have to step up and play, and quit whining about it and step up and play. And uh, Jaleesi gave us good minutes. Faith gave us good minutes. Asia had to play her down there. Nunu had to play her down there. Um, everybody that went in did exactly what we said we were gonna do. And we've struggled at that sometimes, but tonight everybody stuck with the game plan and did their job, and here we are. That was Greta Parker following their thrilling victory over Beach in the District 10-4A Tournament Championship. Uh, just really cool for, for Gallatin to win that under the circumstances that they've gone through this year, uh, losing their head coach, Jerry Landers, to, to his battle with COVID-19. Uh, in, in January. So uh, it was an emotional night for Gallatin, and uh, it was a fun night for Gallatin, fun night for the faithful who showed up loud and proud uh, for them to cheer them on. And so um, just, you know, a great victory for Gallatin, as I mentioned, their first district tournament title since 1999. And, you know, you really could just look at – you could go down the list and, and pick out anyone and, and say they were their most valuable player that night. But that leads into my Player of the Week segment this week. I'm going with Sanai Ricks. Uh, she was named District Tournament MVP for her effort. She scored 10 points, um, but it was a team effort as far as on the offensive end. But she, she's Sanai is their best defender. I know that uh, they put Maggie Hale on, on Bree because, as Greta said, they're their most annoying defender. But Sanai is probably their best defender, and, and they want her to roam around. They want her to pick up the hot hand and just and guard whoever, whether that be full court, whether that be half court face guard it doesn't matter and, and anytime you need to stop you can depend on Sanaa Ricks to get that and she, she did that time and time again and and like I said you, you really could go down the list and, and pick any one of those girls as the as the player of the week this week but I just thought getting tournament MVP kind of pushed her over the edge and I think the reason she got tournament MVP from the coaches is just her defensive intensity on one through five whether it be Bree Ellis at the point or Riley Long at the five on the low block she was everywhere uh, on the wing and up top. So, Sanai Ricks, our girls' player of the week this week. Our boys' player of the week this week, you're going to hear from him here in, here in a second, is Andrew Page from Beach. He scored a game-high 24 points, in, or excuse me, 25 points for the Bucks in their championship victory over Gallatin Tuesday night. He scored 16 points in the first half and was their main catalyst, giving them a much-needed boost after Gallatin jumped out to a 14-4 lead uh, in the first quarter. Gallatin, as Andrew Page said, as Kit Brown said, you can check out the story on MainStreetPreps.com. Gallatin punched them in the mouth early and often. Got whatever they wanted to at the rim. And I'm not sure what woke up in Andrew Page, but he just decided to be a monster. He decided to be a thorn in their side. He got a couple and ones, got a couple big dunks, as you can see from the picture below, as he's skying to the rim uh, to give Beach a big two-point boost. But he was just incredible for them. He earned tournament MVP for his efforts and was honestly the main reason that they were able to move on and get that victory over Gallatin. So, with that being said, let's insert that audio from Kit Brown and Andrew Page following their district tournament championship victory over Gallatin. Gallatin came out pushing in the mouth early, didn't they? Yes, they did. Uh, you know, I guess, was it was it just their intensity? you think they were just, you know, ready for this game more than you guys were? They did have more intensity to start the game throughout the – Almost the whole first quarter for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, but thankfully, we picked it up in the second quarter. You know, it, I know District 9 is going to be tough, whoever you got to play. But it really feels like if you could get through this game against a team that was going to gun as hard as, as Gallatin did, you could get through any 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 yeah. opponent. Do you feel that way? Yeah, Gallatin's playing great. 
they got a good team, like I've told you before, and and you know they're they're a real team. They could they could go on a run here the way they're playing and the guys they got and the coach they got, and um, you know. But speaking for us, we needed that game. We we needed to be tested and we needed to be punched in the mouth, and uh, thankfully we responded. But you know that that was fun. Andrew Page, uh, I think he finished with 25 points, tournament MVP. He was really your catalyst early. You needed him. You leaned on him. Can you just speak to his game and how well he played tonight? He played phenomenal. You know, last year in tournament time, he turned it on to another level. And hopefully tonight was the sign of things to come. And, um, I mean, he can do whatever he wants to do. When he makes his mind up, he plays with that energy, he's tough. When he's playing like that, this team is already good. It feels like he takes them to another level. Um, you're going to get a home game on, on Saturday. I have no idea who you're going to play, I, to be honest with you. But does it matter who you play, or is it all about beach basketball? It, you know, starting tonight, there will not be another easy game left. So I don't know that it matters because anybody can beat you this time of year, and you got to bring your A game, and you got to bring your intensity, and you got to play together, and you just got to play good, clean basketball and work your butt off if you want to keep moving on. You know, you mentioned that you got four must-win games now, and yeah. n- now you're in that. Yeah. Do you feel the pressure at all, or is there no pressure? No, nah, everybody in the state feels the pressure. You know, everybody Saturday is it's one and done for everybody who loses. So, you know, it, it, not just us because of our record and our ranking, but everybody's got to win on Saturday. So, you know, yeah, there is a little more pressure on us, I guess, but, but at the same time, everybody's fighting for their life. 31 straight wins. They're gunning for your 92 team. Are you going to be upset if they break it? No, absolutely not. That's records are meant to be broken, and that was 30 years ago. Yep. Kip, thank you. Tournament champ, man. Uh, what was the mindset coming in tonight? Uh, we know we had a tough game against them last time. Just come out, uh, sharpen things up on defense and offense, and just come out and play hard and aggressive. And they came out. And they came out swinging, right? 14-4. Um, what I mean, was it just? them coming out ready i mean what, what was the you know what was the early start woes i feel like they came out harder than us they kind of hit us in the mouth but as the second quarter and the rest of the game came on we just started getting in check yeah i mean you, you know i know you're not a me guy but you i mean you were you were a spark to the to this team i mean i think you scored 16 in the first half got a couple dunks couple and ones uh did kip say something to you or was it just something you took upon yourself to try to put the team on your on your back um really they just told me going to this game and attack they didn't feel like a number four could guard me, so I just attacked him and just did what I could do to help the team win. Yeah, 31-0 and 0 now. Um, you know, this team, I, I think I think I know this team pretty well. It, it feels like you, you got your pressure on yourselves, and you know what you're capable of. But now you move into four must-win games. That's what Kip Brown calls this next week, the region tournament. What When you hear that, what, is, what does that mean to you? What, what do you think? Uh, we just got to look at it as four more games to win, you know. Uh, just can't put too much pressure on ourselves. You just get the job done. Yeah. I know you're chasing some beach history, 33 straight wins, I think is a record. You're at 31 now. So if you get to a region final, you'll be able to tie that. Uh, is that a goal of use? Uh, for sure, but we try not to focus on it too much. Yeah. Uh, if this team can, you know, how do you, I mean, how do you feel this team stacks up with anybody in the state? I feel like we can uh, compete with anybody. Yeah. You know, this game is a big atmosphere. You know, Gallatin really wanted it. A lot of people said that if you could get through this game, you could get through any game. Do you feel like that? Uh, yeah, the atmosphere was definitely crazy this game. I feel like it was one of uh, the most packed-out games we played, and I feel like we can't get through anything after this. Were you nervous at all tonight? No, sir. Just came in hungry and ready to play. You heard it You heard it there from Kip Brown and Andrew Page. No pressure. Although Kip Brown, feels, it says a little bit of different tune. He says every team in this state 
feels pressure going into Saturday because it's a winner-go-home game. Um, but this team exudes confidence. They know exactly what they can accomplish. And nothing said by the outsiders can can sway that. They, they already know what's at stake, and they know exactly what they can do. Um, so, again, Andrew Page, tournament MVP, our boys player of the week this week. And a perfect segue into our boys' rankings. You know, rankings that we do each and every week. And our top team has stayed the same, obviously. I'm not going to drop Beach. Uh, regardless if uh, you know if it's a close win or not, but they're thirty-one and zero, District Ten Four A champs, and uh, looking good. They survived the test against Gallatin, and in fact, I've actually moved Gallatin all the way up to my number two team. They have played incredible basketball since January has started, and I, they had themselves a chance to win uh, not only last night, or excuse me, not only Tuesday night, but the the second time that they played Beach and in a double overtime loss. Uh, they're 16 and 11 and going in as District 10 4A's runner up. They're going to welcome in Green Hill on Saturday. Uh, Gallatin did play Green Hill already once this season. They played them back in December on December 7th, and Green Hill won pretty easily. But uh, I feel confident and safe saying that this is a completely different Gallatin team. And, um, you know, I just think it's not going to be the same outcome as it was uh, in December. Now, it, it still could be a Green Hill victory, but I don't think. It's going to come the way that it did. It's going to, I don't think it's going to come as easy, easy as it did. Uh, this team has just found a rejuvenation on offense. Their defense has somehow gotten better, and uh, they're just playing really, really good basketball. Kip Brown alluded to it. Wouldn't be surprised if they made a run. I really think Beach and Gallatin are going to make some noise in this District 10-4A tournament and, uh, and will give District 9 a run for their money. So, again, Beach, Gallatin, my top two teams after playing for the District 10-4A championship. Moving down the list, I have bumped Portland all the way up to my number three team. They're the District 9-3A champs. They handed Greenbrier just their fourth loss of the season on Tuesday night in the tournament championship game. 20-11, looking good. Going to host a uh, region game on Saturday for the first time since 2003. So I feel really good about pushing Portland to my number three team, which obviously means I'm dropping Pope Prep. Listen, they've kind of fallen on hard times these last couple games. Uh, dropping one to Lipscomb Academy. Uh, in an opportunity game to get to the lead eight and then losing to CPA in the consolation game. So they're going to go in as Division II AA Middle Region's four seed, meaning they're going to travel to Briarcrest on Wednesday. Game that they can certainly win, but again, they've kind of fallen on a hard time, so I'm not really sure where they're at mentally. Um, it's it's a rough time of year to to uh, to be falling on hard times and, and to be get, hitting that lull. So hopefully Pope Prep is is uh, can rebound and, and and come back stronger than ever. My number five team, Hendersonville, seventeen and eleven, District Ten Four A's three seed, survived a late scare from Hunters Lane. They're actually going to go on the road to Cookville, uh, going to make a long trip. But you know what? They're having their best season uh, in about eight years this year. So they've got confidence. T.J. Colby scored twenty one points in their consolation game, hit some big buckets. Their team hit some clutch free throws. You know, I said in a tweet that. The pro Gallatin and Beach crowd turned into a pro Hunters Lane crowd and uh, and gave Hendersonville all the noise when they stepped to the charity stripe just simply because they're obviously not going to root for their county rival. Uh, but as TJ Colby said, and you can check that out at MainStreetPreps.com, it was nice to shut them up and nice to quiet that crowd And and because uh, obviously Hendersonville's not root for either of those teams either. So no, no love lost between the Sumner County rivals. Uh, looking at 6, 7, 8, and 9, Station Camp at number six. Their season is over at, at 10 and 19. White House, number seven at 9 and 21. Going to go in as the four seed out of District 9-3A. 
and then Westmoreland at 8 at 7 and 19, District 6 AA's 3 seed, and then Merrill Hyde at 5 and 19 with their season over. Again, I just hit on Portland, their first tournament championship since 2003, Tuesday night. Actually, their first tournament championship since current interim slash head coach John Ferguson was a senior on that team. They Again, they beat Greenbrier 34-33, to handing them just their fourth loss of the season. Main Street Preps reporter Blaine Keller caught up with Ferguson after the win, so let's hear what he has to say. Let me take you back to the regular season. You're an assistant at that time. At Greenbrier, you have the lead. You don't make a field goal in the fourth quarter. In this one, you make one field goal in the fourth quarter, oh. and that's Duncan's to take the lead and to win the district championship. How crazy is that? Man, it, you know, I, I told him before the game, I was like, we, we've yet to really play a full 32 minutes. And, and we, we play really, really well for about three quarters, and I don't know, we don't play a lot of bodies, and I know that kind of wears us down. And, you know, we go through spurts where we struggle, but we've just, we haven't been able to pull those out. And I told him, I said, guys, I said, it, it's hard as that is, it's going to come back, it's going to pay off. And I said, look, it's, it's hard to deal with that game in and game out. Because I told him, I said, I felt like we've won those two games, but the scoreboard doesn't reflect it. And I said, tonight, you win this game, nobody's going to remember those other two. Now, I'm probably going to remember the, the single field goal again, but, you know, it, it's just it's good to see these guys that have just fought day in and day out and, you know, just they give me everything they've got every day and for them to get a championship is it's huge for the school i mean it's just the program you know it, it's great and did it feel like deja vu at all from the coach's perspective uh, in the first regular season meetings to this one yeah i mean there was a lot that was similar you know we still couldn't hardly stop number two which you know no one can and you know we had a little bit of a different game plan the last few weeks we've been working on trying to be more aggressive and really trying to attack the teams, but I knew when the game started and they scored and we scored, it was going to be who gets the ball last. Talk to me about the road, obviously, getting here. Not only being a three seed, but you stepping up in place of Coach Travis near the end of the season. Yeah, it's all been really fast. I don't honestly think I've slept since then is how I feel. But, uh, you know, when you're surrounded by a group of guys like this, and it makes my job easy because I come in and I bring a few ideas and I say, what do you think? And they're all in. And, you know, there's there's never any fight back. It's, yeah, let's do it. Let's go. And even in the fourth quarter when everything was kind of going away, Duncan stepped up and he said, guys, he said, we're going to play our game. We're going to win these eight minutes. You know, it took one field goal to win those eight minutes. By Duncan. But, but yeah, by Duncan. But that, that's a guy that's, you know, just incredible kid. Forget basketball player. Kid, student, just outstanding young man. He is a true representation of Portland basketball. He's about to eight Smallwood countries. He is. He is, yeah. They're all good. Every every Smallwood just doesn't understand not playing hard and not giving everything. And, I mean, it's – that's a tag. If you're gonna, if someone's gonna wear Portland across their chest, uh, you you you're really happy if it's a Duncan Smallwood. A little history. Last time Portland won district championship. Uh, yeah, was a player. senior. Yeah, wow. I was a senior. Two thousand and three, right? Two thousand three. And yeah. we were a six seed, and we yeah. made it to yeah. the state. So I told him, I said, guys, it's it's one game at a time. And I said, no one cares about the regular season. All that I care about when we played here against Creekwood was we're zero and zero. Now we're 1-0, now we're 2-0. So the only thing guaranteed for us is Saturday. So that's what we're going to put all of our heart and energy into it. And I know these guys will be all in, and we're going to come out with our best that we've got on Saturday. And from there, 
We'll see. And talk to me about that last play. Obviously, the first shot, but I think Montez doesn't go in. Yeah. But, uh, you know, like like you guys said, Smallwood gets the rebound and gets the last he second does, put yeah. I told him we, we were trying to get some action going to the rim. Uh, you know, we didn't really want to set up for a jump shot. But Greenbrier, I mean, they're just such a different animal because they're so big and strong and athletic. You know, usually you might have some big, strong guys, but they're slow. And they just have athletes everywhere. So they were really able to cover our guys. And I told them, I said, look, as soon as that first shot goes up, we all have to go in there. And I'd be lying if I said I didn't think it would come to, in, into three's hands. There it is, John Ferguson after the thrilling district tournament championship victory the first since 2003 uh, i was going back through the archives and that's actually not the first game winner that duncan smallwood has hit uh, he hit one against white house a couple years ago and so i guess he's just got ice in his veins so congratulations to portland such a big win uh, for them after all that they've gone through these last few weeks with the stepping down of daryl travis and the addition of ferguson as as quote interim but i mean he's going to be the head coach moving forward uh for them i mean it's it that's home to him and I think a couple, maybe it was last week or or two weeks ago, we had Ferguson on just to talk about accepting that job, and, and he's just super excited to lead those guys. And um, you know, obviously, he's got them playing good basketball. They, they've been a good good team all season long. I mean, you don't get to twenty wins by accident, and so they're gonna. I believe they're gonna host Hillwood uh, on, on Friday, or excuse me, on Saturday uh, in a game that they've already played once this year. They they beat them in, in December uh, in a tournament, as you know. Um, it's a new season at this point, so nothing is is taken for granted. But again, congratulations to Portland just on on winning that tournament championship. I mean, they were they were just they were just getting the raw end of the deal for so long, being in the old District Nine Three A, where you had Mount Juliet's and the Lebanons and the Galatons and the beaches of the world, just beating them up and and, and being in a district that 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 they shouldn't have been in, just based on school size. So to see them be able to have a chance and, and believe that they can win game in and game out is uh, is really cool to see. So, again, congratulations to John Ferguson and the Portland Panthers on winning the District 938 Tournament Championship over Greenbrier 34-33. And that is actually going to lead into our girls' rankings, funny enough, uh, this week. Our top team stays the same. Westmoreland Lady Eagles 25-3, District 6 AA champs. They're going to welcome in Jackson County on Friday uh, for their first region quarterfinal game. Listen, as I just said, district tournament time, it's a, or excuse me, region tournament time, it's win or go home, so you never know. But Westmoreland has played Jackson County twice this year and has won by 30 both times. So should they have any issues with them? Probably not. Uh, but you just never know what's going to happen. But this Westmoreland team, I really feel like, is on a mission to get to Murfreesboro, to get to that glass house. And so it starts on Friday and uh, they've got a home game and a, and a winnable game. And then if they're able to win that, they go, they play their region semifinals and finals at Watertown High School where they just played the district tournament championship. So a uh, little bit used to their goals, a uh, little bit of rhythm, familiarity uh, with that trip. So you just never know what's going to happen. But uh, I like Westmoreland 25 and three. They haven't lost since last December when they went on the road and lost at Clarksville Northwest. Northwest, of course, being in Class 4A, two classifications above them, and I think they only lost by like four or five. So this Westmoreland team is is legit and one that I think could, could make a real run at it. The big difference this week in our girls' ranking, you see it down below on the ticker, Gallatin as my number two team. I had to move them above Beach. I just had to. They just beat them in the district tournament championship, so it would feel wrong to keep them uh, at the three seed. So Gallatin, my number two team, 19-10, and 10, 
District 10 4A champs. Going to welcome in Mount Juliet on Friday night. First district tournament championship since 1999. We alluded to earlier playing great team basketball. What a win for them. So I'm excited. I'm anxious to see if that momentum can carry them forward. Number My number three team, Beach High School, 1911, District 10 4A runner up. They're going to host Lebanon. It, what, what is going to be a very interesting region quarterfinal matchup? Lebanon somehow lost to Green Hill in, uh, in their semifinal game, which knocked them into the consolation game. But Green Hill responded by beating previously unbeaten Cookville in their district tournament championship. So, again, that just goes to speak that anything can happen in tournament play. But that Beach Lebanon game might be the best game of the weekend and one that I will get into here in a little bit. My number four team and number my number five team are separated because they played head-to-head. You've got Hendersonville at number four, Station Camp at number five, White House at number six, Portland at number seven, who I've moved up above Pope Prep. Portland is going to be District 9-3A's four seed. Pope Prep, of course, their season is over at 11-17. And, and then Merrill Hyde closing out our rankings at 8-19. And, and they're going to be District District 8A four seed. They're going to go on the road, I believe, to Clay County. So unless there is a major upset uh, with that game, I expect Merrill Hyde's season uh, to end this week. So, again, West Warland, Gallatin, Beach, Hendersonville, Station Camp, White House, Portland, Pope Prep, and Merrill Hyde round out our top nine girls rankings for this week. Moving on to our full court press, our 2-2-1, one we have a lot of fun with. We're looking at two games, two players, and one winner for this week. Our two games this week, Beach, Lebanon, girls, for everything that I just alluded to earlier on Friday night. You know what? This feels like it could be a region semifinals or even a region finals matchup between these two teams. But Lebanon was upset by Green Hill in their district semifinals, knocking them into the consolation game. Beach, of course, losing to Gallatin in the district championship game means two versus three uh, on Friday night. So this is going to be a juggernaut game and uh, one that I'm looking forward to. I haven't made my decision on where I'm going to go on Friday. Um, part of me is like, do you go to the to the district tournament champs because you know they earned that, they won that game. So should I go there and 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 cover that game? But on the other hand, they're playing Mount Juliet in a game that they should win. And this Beach Lebanon game could be really, really good. Uh, it really, really could be. And uh, so that's why I'm kind of thinking maybe I should end up there uh, for that game. But again, Corey Barrett versus Lauren Elkins, two head coaches for Lebanon Beach, should make out for a great game. These two rivals go back a long, long ways, dating all the way back to their District 938 days. And so Beach versus Lebanon Girls Friday, my one game to look at. And then the other game, Yalton versus Green Hill Boys on Saturday. Um, these two teams met again on December 7th, 2021. Green Hill walked away with a pretty easy victory, but this is a different Gallatin team and one that is playing their best basketball as of late and one you want to be playing your best basketball at the perfect time in tournament play. You know, Kip Brown alluded to it in his interview that he thinks that they can make a real run at it, and I also would not be surprised if they made a run at it. Again, they're going to welcome in Green Hill on Saturday, and that's going to be a really good game led by Troy Allen, uh, the Green Hill coach who coached Mount Juliet for a long, long time. You know, he's he doesn't have great memories coming to Gallatin. Uh, he actually coached the 2019 Mount Juliet team led by Will Pruitt, who was probably good enough to uh, win the state tournament or at least get to it. But they lost in the region semifinals on a game-winning LaRajay Clark three-pointer. So they don't have great memories coming to this gym. Although now it is a little different because you don't get that yellow tint uh, because they've decided to upgrade their lights a little bit. So it's a little bit more clear clear and crisp in that gymnasium. 
But nevertheless, Gallatin versus Greenhill boys on Saturday should be a fun, fun matchup. Our two players to look out for, Tyler Moore from Beach. Listen, um, basketball basketball fans, basketball, former basketball players, current basketball players know this. You, you only go as far as your point guard will lead you in tournament play when the game slows down, and I love Tyler Moore's game. The ball in his hands, he is clutch, he is key, and so he was an easy choice for one of my players to look out for this week. I was a little surprised he didn't make the all-tournament team uh, for Beach, but uh, so that might fuel him moving forward to kind of show up and show out. Uh, but Tyler Moore, he's not going to do more than he's asked, asked of, but he could easily go out and get you 20, 10 dimes, some rebounds, and just really dictate the flow of the game. So Tyler Moore, I'm looking at one of my players to watch for this week. And then on the girls' side, Elena Eckel from Westmoreland. This is more of a broad uh, broad look at because I think, as I, as I said earlier, Westmoreland is poised to make a run at the state tournament, and Elena Eckel is as good as they come in girls' basketball in Sumner County. So I really think that she could lead this team starting on Friday night against Jackson County and then whomever they play in the region semifinals and region finals. I think she could be big. She could average 20 points a game if she wants to. So Elena Eckel, a player to look out for this week. My one winner for the week, Gallatin Boys over Green Hill. For everything that I mentioned earlier, this is a different team than the one that last played on December 7th. I really think Gallatin boys are going to make a run at it. I would not be surprised in the least bit if they were to play Beach for a fourth time for a region a region uh, final. And so Gallatin boys, led by Cade Martin, uh, AJ AJ Davis, uh, you know, just on and on, uh, Ken and Hale, uh, D Sullivan, you name it. I don't want to leave anybody out, but they're just from top to bottom. They've been so good. They they've really just kind of turned a new leaf. You know, Bobby Luna cites that. Really, the key to their success in the second half of the season has been improved defensive effort. And and they've played great defense all season long, so the fact that they've improved on that end of the floor says volumes, and I think it's going to go a long, long way. And so I think they start their their region tournament run on Saturday by defeating the Green Hill boys. Let's go into a little bit of overtime this week. I got Listen, I got a little bit of gripe, and I don't know how this is going to play, play out, but you know, I was at the district tournament. I was at um, all weekend long, whether it be Saturday, Monday, Tuesday, and this has been a this has been a year long thing, a year long problem. And it doesn't just it doesn't just start with this year. It's not just in Sumner County. There's a lot of places that have this problem, and I don't understand it. Student sections. I'm calling you out for the reason for this reason. Girls basketball, you don't show up in support at all. You just don't. You know, Gallatin was the only student section that showed up for their girls' championship game, and there was 20 kids there, um, and they sat down. They sat on their hands the entire game, and I, and I just don't understand. Like, okay, I get it if you want to say, like, the boys' game may be more exciting because it may be up-tempo, fast-paced, high-flying, or whatever it may be, but that doesn't excuse you for not showing up to sh- support your peers, to support your classmates. So I'm really disappointed in these student sections because on Monday night – for the girls' championship game or the third-place game, there was nobody there. But you turn around on Tuesday, and there's 1,500 people in the in, a, in that gymnasium cheering on, being loud, and, and cheering on the boys. So student sections, be better because it's it's ridiculous. It's You need to show up and support your girls in a much better fashion than what you've shown, not only this weekend, but all season long. And listen, I know I'm getting on the Sumner County students, but it's a, it's a problem across the state, I'm sure. Now, I'm sure if you go to like a Macon County 
or Clark Range, or Cheatham County, like small community schools, you'll see students showing up for the girls. But for the most part, girls do not get the same level of support as the boys. So I'm challenging you student sections this week, show up and support your girls. That will do it for this week's episode of the Full Court Press. I hope you had a good time listening to me ramble. As you know, when you see the hoop, you know what time it is. It's basketball time here in Sumner County. Going to try to make it. I missed my first two. Let's see if I can make the third. No good again. I'll talk to you next week. This has been Full Court Press with Zach Womble covering high school sports in Sumner County. Follow Zach on Twitter at Zach Womble MSP and follow the show at FCP underscore MSP. Full Court Press is a Sumner County sports podcast, a Main Street Media production.